But in our life and in the life of the children of God, as we go along this way, trying our best, struggling along, looking to Jesus, I will report to you tonight, church, there are going to be trials of your faith that do come. There are going to be horrible things that, 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 that come into your life that you don't quite understand and don't know why that they've came and issues that will arise. And I don't know which way they're coming to you, but they're coming. Um, I don't know uh, if it'll be some, some mental issues that, that you have to face. Of course, we lived up into a time now where I'm very grateful for the freedom that we have to worship, aren't you? I'm very grateful for those that are represented in this body tonight who have fought and and given their bodies and their life, men and women here amongst us that have given, signed up and said, whatever it takes, I'll fight for freedom. And was willing to lay down their life. And I'm grateful for that tonight. And many times our challenges and trials do not necessarily come in the form of uh, the government coming in and trying to shut us down from worship the Lord Jesus Christ. Many times our trials will come from mental issues that we face, emotional issues that we face, physical issues that we face, family issues that we face, problems that step into our life. Paul says that in verse number 8. He says, For we are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. Always bearing about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life also of Jesus might be manifest in our body. It is the Lord's design for you and I, as we travel along this veil, in this life and in this body, that we would be invited into the occasional suffering of and in the Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord is after in our life, your life and mine. He's after forming us into the image of the Lord Jesus Christ. Did not Paul say in Romans 8 and 28, and we know that all things work together to... For good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to His purpose. For whom He did foreknow, He also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of His Son. That He might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom He did predestinate, them He also called. And whom He called, them He also justified. And whom He justified, them He also glorified. What shall we say then to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? Oh yes, my dearly beloved, it's hard to understand sometimes why we go through what we go through. Why we cry the tears that we cry. Why we face the trouble that we face. But dearly beloved, the trial of your faith is much more precious than gold. And the things that you're experiencing and what you're going through and the hardships that you face in this life, it is not wasted. For you see, God is using these situations, is using these incremental moments in your life, these seconds and minutes and hours and days and weeks, months, possibly years of passing grief coming into our life to help us in those times to understand that He is with us 
And He has not forsaken us. And He has never left us, dear child of God. He's never left us to us on. And that what you're facing is not without purpose. But rather it is in the design of our precious, dear and loving Savior. Paul said we are troubled. That word troubled is a verb, present participle. Meaning pressed like grapes in the hand of the husbandman. Meaning when Paul said we are troubled on every side, they would press grapes uh, with their feet. And occasionally the enemy will press us down. He's been allowed to do that by God. He's been allowed to do that by Jesus Christ. For was it not the Satan and Lucifer of old that came and stood before God and said, I've desired thy servant Job. And of course God said, you can touch his family. You can touch his wealth. You can touch his health. You can take his money from him. You can take his family from him. Uh, but oh, uh, only take not his life. Dearly beloved child of God, there are things in life that come our way that we do not understand. And it feels as though the enemy, the enemy is walking on us and pressing us like the grape and vinemen would do with the grapes to squeeze the juice that comes out of the grapes. But my dearly beloved, when you're in those moments of trial, when you're in those moments of the fire, remember our precious Savior and that He trod the wine press alone and by Himself. And dearly beloved, He's taken you through the wine press and those precious, precious moments of being troubled and being pressed. Bless the name of the Lord. He's getting the good out of you. That juice, He's separating those hard things from your life. The shell, the husk, and getting the juice out of you for the glory of God. Paul said, we're troubled on every side, yet not distressed. What does that word distressed mean? That means to be put in a straight or narrow place. Paul's saying, yes, we're pressed. Yes, we're squeezed. Yes, the pressure has arisen in our life. Yes, this time of squeezing, this time of constraint has happened. He said, but although we are troubled and we are pressed, yet we are not distressed. That is to say, we're not put into a narrow place. Dearly, I love history. I love reading about history. I love reading about World War II. I love reading about World War I. I love reading about conflicts and things that have taken place in human history. It amazes me how the powers have shifted and how God has worked in natural human history to bring about His glory. It's an amazing thing to me. And I particularly love... Also, recent history, but Roman history, uh, Macedonian history, uh, uh, those, those times and phases throughout man's history of battles uh, that were fought. Matter of fact, many of them have been typified in movies and in documentaries. There's one story that's particularly interesting to me. The story of King Leonidas, the king of Sparta, as he and his 300 men, there was fighting going on politically about battling Persia and Darius. That king was coming down hard 
upon this section and portion of the world. And they would not move in a modern day Congress to mobilize the army. But yet King Leonidas took 300 men to the gates of Thermopylae. A very narrow straight place. A place that even Leonidas knew if he took his men that he would surely die. But he would hang on and hang on till he could not hang on anymore. Of course, history tells us that Leonidas and his 300 Spartans perished under the hands of Darius. It was a straight place, a place of no respect, a, a place of no escape. But dearly beloved, what Paul is saying in this, in this text is that yes, we are troubled. Yes, we are pressed. Yes, we're being squeezed. But dearly beloved, the Lord has never placed you in a situation that he cannot get you out of. Bless the Lord. Never placed you in a place that's too straight that the hand of God cannot deliver you. He said we are perplexed in verse number 8. But not in despair. That word perplexed is a verb present middle participle. It means to be at a loss of oneself. To be in doubts. Oh my dearly beloved. How many times have you been perplexed in your life? How many times have you doubted in your life? How many times have you sat at loss of your own self? Wondering what's going to happen. Wondering what's going to take place. Wondering how we can go to the right. Wondering how we can go to the left. There's nowhere to go forward. And we certainly can't go backward. Paul said, yes, we've been perplexed. But bless the Lord, we're not in despair. That word despair means present. Uh, it's a participle. It's a verb. And it simply means to be utterly at a loss. There may have been times and times in your life. And maybe that you're even facing right now. You feel like you don't even know your own self. You're struggling and you're fighting. And you're in pain. And you feel like you've lost everything. But beloved tonight. Even though that you may feel perplexed. Thank God. No need to be in despair. Which means to be utterly at a loss. My dearly beloved. Because you may lose your finances. You may lose your health. You may lose your family. You may lose the good things in life. But you will never, never, never lose the Lord Jesus Christ. For He is with you to the end. And if you've got Him, you've got enough, thank God. Hallelujah to the good name of God. Bless the Lord. Hallelujah. I'll be honest this morning. I walked out of those doors heading to a funeral. And I thought, my God, why would those people ever come and listen one more time to me? That was the sorriest message I've ever preached. As weak as I've ever preached. As simple as I've ever preached. I felt like maybe when I walked in the door tonight, y'all had asked me to resign my position. But bless the name of the dear Savior tonight. 
and you may fight and you may feel like you've lost yourself and like you've lost your way and you don't know if you should look to your right, to your left, in front of you or behind you. But beloved, tonight, if you're saved, you've got the King of glory residing in you and he has promised, I will never, never leave thee nor forsake thee. So that we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper. And I will not fear what man shall do unto me. I'm telling you, if you're saved, you've got enough to carry you to glory. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord. Hallelujah. Persecuted, he said. Yeah, he said we're persecuted. You know what that word means? That word means harassed, troubled, mistreated, and suffering. Paul said, yeah, we've been persecuted. We've been harassed. We've been troubled. We've been mistreated. We've not been done right here. And beloved, many times you will feel that way in this life. Many times you will feel like those on the other end of the table just do not understand. Like there's no understanding. And you feel harassed. And you feel troubled by Satan. And mistreated in the certain, bless the Lord. In the certain circumstance, he said, yeah, we've been perplexed. But we're not in despair and we've been persecuted in verse 9. But not forsaken. That word forsaken means abandoned, deserted, left helpless, or left behind. But Paul said, there's been many times, y'all all right me just giving my heart tonight. There's been many times, oh I'm sure he thought back to when he was shipwrecked. And he thought the Show was over. Many times in jail and in prison, when he said, I'm done, the enemy has won. Oh, maybe possibly many times when the, when the viper bit him, he said, it's over. But Paul, the more he walked with Jesus, he understood. I've been persecuted, but I've never one time been forsaken. <laughs> Ooh, hallelujah. Bless the Lord. I don't know how to explain to you why we go through what we go through except this. Paul said, persecuted but not forsaken, cast down but not destroyed. That word cast down comes from a Greek word. Katabalo, it means to throw to the ground. To be put in a lower state. And really, it, it, it means to go further than just your knees hitting your ground. That's pretty low, ain't it? That's a place of submission. That's a place of, of lowness. But this word, in this verse, in verse number 9... When Paul says cast down, it means to be 
prostrate on your face. How many times have you been lower than low? Lower than low. And you just can't get no lower than your face on the ground. Life has been tough and your experience has brought you to a low place. Hallelujah. He said, we've been there. He said, we've been cast down. He said, but we've been cast down, beloved, but not destroyed. What does that word destroyed mean? It's another Greek word. It's a pretty tough one. Apollo me, which comes from the root word apocalypse, meaning to be lost, destroyed, rendered useless, useless, completely wiped off the map. And when you're in that low place, and when your face is on the ground, and when you don't know what to say, you can't get no lower than you are. And you've walked as far as you can go. And you can't take another step because God has brought you there. He said, yeah, we've been low. But we ain't been destroyed. And even though I feel useless, I'm not. Even though I feel like a waste, even though I feel completely cast down, bless the Lord, I've not been destroyed. And let me tell you something, child of God, you may feel cast down tonight, like you may feel as low as you've ever been in your life, but He will see you through. And that good thing that He's begun in you, He will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. You can take that to the bank. Hallelujah. You can take it to the bank. That's more sure than an underwriting. That's more sure than a contract. That's more sure than a promise and an affidavit and the most unsure. Listen, at best, men have signed peace treaties with one another that's ended in war. But my dearly beloved, there's one thing you can take to the bank. He will carry you through. Hallelujah. And you will not be utterly destroyed. Now, we'll let you go home. 2 Corinthians 4 and 10. Always bearing about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus. That the life also of Jesus <laughs> might be made manifest in your body. What's he saying? He said, it looks like we're constantly dying. Like we're constantly going through struggle, cast down, persecuted, completely pressed. That's what it looks like. We bear in our body the marks of the Lord Jesus Christ, the dying of the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, but church, I love this verse. In verse number 10, the reason that we, that we bear this, the, the dying of the Lord Jesus Christ in our body, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our body. Go to verse number 15, for all things are for your sakes, that the abundant grace might through the thanksgiving of many redound 
to the glory of God. Y'all going to have to forgive me tonight. But I want to tell you, walk on another mile. You're bearing in your body the marks of Jesus. But while that's happening, the life of Jesus is being manifest in you. <laughs> you may not be able to see it, and occasionally you cannot feel it. But my dearly beloved, what's God doing? He's getting Jesus to shine out of you. Bless the Lord. Hallelujah. For all things are for your sakes that the abundant grace through the thanksgiving of many might redound. That is, be multiplied more in number than you can imagine. Listen, you may think you're alone in what you're going through. He said it might redound through the thanksgiving of many to the glory of God. You may feel alone in what you're going through, that it's just happening to me. But I promise you, there are many that are watching what you're walking through and the pain that you are bearing. And that, that grace that God has given you to walk through the pain is causing us to look at that and say, if God brought him through that, if God brought her through that, he'll bring me through that. Hallelujah. I've been threatening a shouting fit for a while. I don't know if my voice will do it, but I'm, not, I'm like that little boy. He walked in yonder. His daddy told him to sit down, or his mama told him to sit down. He wouldn't do it. She wore him out. She said, sit down. He wouldn't do it. She wore him out. She said, sit down. He finally sat down. He had, his, had that little attitude on his face. And his mama said, what you looking that way for? He said, mama, I'm sitting down on the outside, but I'm standing up on the inside. They may not be much of a shout coming out of my voice, but they shouting coming into my soul. I'm telling you, child of God, you press on. I know you're hurting. I know you're suffering. But our Savior is bringing out His life inside of you for His glory. And there's some of us staring at you. And we're thanking God with you that He's going to take you through. You want to know the real beauty of this as well? For which cause we faint not. And though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. For our light affliction is but for a moment. I dare say if we ever went through what Paul went through, we wouldn't call it a light affliction. But he saw something. You know what he saw? A light affliction is but for a moment worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. While we look at, like, while we look not at the things which are seen. Hallelujah. But at the things which are not seen. 
For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Dearly beloved, I submit this to you tonight. What's the worst they can do to you? What's the worst that can happen to you? Listen, dearly beloved. The things we see now are but for a moment. But blessed be the name of God. The things which are eternal will roll on. This is but a lot of affliction. Just for a moment. And it'll be over before you know it. And we'll be in heaven. <laughs> Hallelujah. Shouting and praising God. Thank God for delivering us. And we'll see Him as He is. And we'll be known as we are known. And the trials are over. And the suffering is over. And the hardship is over. And the pain is over. And all these tears, they just get wiped away. Hallelujah. There'll be no more hard nights alone. You wondering what's going to happen tomorrow. There'll be no more hard difficult moments. When you feel pressed and squeezed like a grape. And, and the juice is running out of you. There'll be no more prostate laying. But rather we'll lay prostate before the Son of God. On that day. And see Him as He is. And worship Him. Because we'll see. We'll see that this was just but a lot of affliction. Let me tell you this church. Paul in another place said. Set your affection on things above. Not on things of the earth. For moth and dust doth corrupt. It's just a little old veil of tears we're going through. But I want to thank God for this. Now listen. Verse number 7. Let me go back to there real quick. This is the key to the whole context of what I've just preached to you. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels. What's a treasure? That treasure that you have inside of you is Jesus Christ, the Son of God. And He's in there. That the excellency of the power might be of God and not of us. Amen. Ain't much to us, are they, Brother Marty? We're just dust. We're just grass. So we're, we're flesh. A wind that passeth away and cometh not again. We think too highly of ourselves sometimes. But I want to tell you something. Jesus loves me. This I know. That's why, Brother Clay, Paul wanted those believers in Ephesians to know the love of Christ. Because it's the only thing that will sustain you yes, when you're in the battle. And yes, His presence, and the realized presence, Brother Barry, that Jesus lives inside of me. And that He'll never leave me. And when I'm down there in the doctor's appointments, and I don't understand what's going on. And I don't understand the issues and the pain. And when my mental fight is killing me, Brother Tim. Amen. And I feel at a loss for words. And I feel pressed beyond measure, Brother Leo. And don't know what's going on. He's still with me. And when my family passes away. And I've got to say goodbye to loved ones. 
on this side of glory. I know He's inside of me. And this is the treasure that I have. Not of me and not of myself and who I am. But one day Jesus stepped in and He has never left. And He has promised that He would never leave. And this is the boldness that we have. I will not fear what man shall do unto me. Now, let us go outside the camp to Him. Let us walk with Jesus. Hallelujah, brother Brother Clay, let's walk with Jesus. Let's just go another mile with Hallelujah. Let's go another mile, Brother Terry. Pick up, dust off, ask God, forgive me for unbelief, and walk on for the glory of God. You don't understand. Oh. You want to know who one who understands? This treasure inside of us. Because we have not an high priest which cannot be touched by the feelings of our infirmities, but was tempted in all points, like as we are, yet without sin. Anything you feel, anything you experience, everything you go through, every pain you've ever wondered, every question you've ever had, every situation, every trial, and every problem, he's felt that. He was left alone on old Calvary to die by himself. And he took your iniquity and my sin and bore it in his body and paid the debt. God turned his back on him and his disciples turned his back on him. They could not drink of the cup that he drank. There's nothing you've ever felt that he doesn't know. And bless God, he's working himself out in you for his glory. Hang on, child of God. Hang on, child of God. Yeah. Go ahead and worship Him. Go ahead and adore Him. Because He's taking you through this thing. That the excellency of the power might be of God and not of us. I ain't got one battle, Brother Tommy, that I've ever came through. That I've ever said I did real good during that storm. I've not been through one trial when I've ever looked back and said, God are done again. But no, I've bowed somewhere at an altar and said, Lord, I want to thank you for helping me. I want to thank you for delivering me. I want to thank you for giving me grace. I want to thank you for giving me mercy. I want to thank you that when I didn't think I'd make it through, you came up beside me and said, I'm still here, thank God. Well, I'm about preaching like an old redneck mountain preacher tonight. But I'll take it. That's who I am anyhow. I tell you, y'all voted in here. So. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'm telling you, church, you can ask my wife. I walked out of this church defeated today. I walked out of here. Brother Tim, I got in my vehicle. And then I went to a funeral where they was laying a body down. And I got back in my truck. But blessed be the name of God. I was coming down the road. And this text got to working on me. Bless the name of the Lord. And just a faint whisper from the eternal Word of God. Carry on, son. I'm with you. I'm not going to leave you. I'll bear your burdens. <laughs> Hallelujah. 
The Spirit has been sent into your heart. Cry it out, Father. You know who your daddy is. You know where you need to look to for strength. You know he's your rock. You know he's your power. You know he's your everything. Bow in front of him again tonight and tell him thank you and walk on another mile. I'm done preaching tonight. Sister Megan, come on. Whatever. I don't matter if you need to pray. Come on and talk to him about it tonight. All that's all staying, every head bowed and every eye closed. I'm going